Hello! And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Big Podcast. 118! 18. 18, not 18. Yeah, not going yeah. far as we... Yeah, no, no, it's not that far in. Um, right, yes. so this, this week you're not feeling any better still? I still feel like crap. Honestly, I feel like I've been dragged through a hedge backwards and then punched in the face when I fell through the hedge. You sound, and I hesitate to say it, you look slightly better. I am slightly better, but that's because I'm on lots of antibiotics. Okay, it's the future. I'm no longer bionic. <laughs> I am anti-bionic. Um, yes, no, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been feeling like crap all week. Uh, today is the best day, but I'm still very nasally and I'm still struggling to taste. So in preparation for the podcast today, I had a bottle of this last night. Because I knew we were going to be doing it, and I thought, I should have a bottle of it, and then a whole bottle might help me taste it. Yeah, did you help? No, not at all, I still can't tell. I tasted a little bit of it, and I know this beer fairly well, and I know Siren quite well. I mean, Siren, for me, have become my, one of my go-to breweries, like, along with Buxton and Wild Beer. Yeah. If I see Siren, Buxton or Wild Beer on in a pub, that's the first part you know you're right. Yeah, well, it's got to be said, like, Siren have got... A massive reputation. Like, for a brewery opened in, in 2012, mm-hmm. like, their reputation is just massive. And, um, so, so, they were started in 2012, they're down in Berkshire, uh, like, far from Reading. Um, and they were set up by Darren Anley, who was, he'd started a, a business in IT security, built it up, sold it off, was going to take a break from having businesses, and then thought, I like this beer and I like these hoppy American kind of beers and things and we should do something with that mm-hmm. um, so he decided to start a brewery and he went to a uh, a convention in the US of craft brewers and he said his two bits of advice that he took away from it were one build buy more capacity than you need if you can buy it so yeah. buy as many fermenters as you possibly can double it triple it if you can what you think you're actually going to need because it's going to be a pain in the neck to try and upgrade later yeah Good move. And the other one was, if you've home-brewed, great. Get a professional brewer. So he said, I'm a, he says he's a pretty reasonable home-brewer at that stage, but he took the advice and went looking for a professional brewer who could run the business, run the brewing side of things for him. It's interesting, the capacity thing, because um, somebody who's built a business up, I know when, when I first started, I started with a very small roaster. Mm. And the next roaster I bought, I really needed. Uh, so I went from a two kilo to a five kilo, and I really yeah. needed that five kilo. Like I've got the capacity already there for it, so I buy a five kilo. And then the next time it came round to, to upgrade, I was uh, it was really soon, and I had to look. For, I was looking for a ten kilo, and I thought, screw this, I need a fifteen kilo. Yeah. And I bought fifteen kilo, and I actually then bought a 22, 25 kilo yeah. when I didn't need it. Because I suddenly realised that the time to ramp up to get that equipment installed, to actually get the best out of it, you really need um, you need time to ramp up to it. Yeah, so yeah, actually sure. having that capacity, more than you need capacity-wise, because then Christmas comes along or yeah. a holiday period comes along and you're suddenly busy and you can't manage it or yeah. you can't take on the contract that you need. So yeah, the last thing you want to do is, is turn away a big opportunity when it comes knocking at your mm. door because you haven't got, you're, you're three months away from being able to deal with that capacity. And the interesting thing about the second piece of advice you took away is I think that that's, that's useful and interesting because you do need certain amounts of professionalism within it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and it's fine as long as you've got time to make mistakes. Yeah. So when I first started like the roasting the coffee, and I know I'm bringing the two together and they're different, but like I made loads of mistakes for the first six, seven years, like lots of mistakes. Yeah. Now, in the brewing game, it doesn't seem like you have that amount of time. 
And that's like you get gobbled up and eaten up and taken away. Yeah. Well, it's also like that time and about place. Like so, like when you were starting out, uh, you could your your coffee it was going to lot to local people. People might just try a bit and go, yeah, that's okay, never mind. Yeah. It wasn't great. Whereas, and I guess beer at that time there was a point like that for local brewers start, start up something new. Whereas these days with Twitter and you know internets and podcasting and all the rest of it yeah. your audience is suddenly really large and, and you can get a reputation one way or the other really quickly yeah. and like if you mess up that first those first six months there's going to be people who you know are going to hold that yeah. and you, it's going to be really struggle to get around that yeah. um, but conversely like Siren they really hit the ground running yeah. they really established a reputation really early on um, so the head brewer they ended up recruiting uh, was Ryan and he was originally from America. He had been working in Denmark at that point at Fano. Um, and he was like famous within brewing circles mm-hmm. for being really into collaboration, really creative about his brews. So he'd collaborated, he'd worked with um, Mickler and Tula and uh, Evil Twin and Tula. Yeah, all, all, these, all the guys, all the famous people who everyone wants to collaborate with, he'd done it. I, and he'd was really well known for trying different interesting beers. Um, so they convinced him to come over. He's actually moving on now to um, Hill Farmstead, back into the US. Okay. Very well known again for their interesting beers. Um, but I, I, I think, again, he's a big part of the reason Siren was able to, to do so many collaborations mm-hmm. so quickly and early on was that like, he's got a reputation and totally I'm sure that helps. So um, what do you think to the branding of Siren? You know what? I've always liked Siren's branding. I Me too, really but good. I don't like this one so much. No? I think there's too much green space. Like, um, it's, there is a lot, yeah. yeah. I, really like the, 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 I really like the logo, and I really like the... Um, you know, the, the, it has, all has that kind of flowery floral feel to it, doesn't it, and stuff yeah. like that. But that one just looks a little bit too lost for me. But um, it, it's not offensive, and I think it's good. Yeah. But I just, I think, every time I look at it, I just think, oh, there's a lot of green there. Um, but yeah um, so what are we drinking Glue? so this is a quarter IPA which is one again a term they've invented um, it's 2.8% it's heavily hopped with low bitterness apparently um, quipper quipper yeah I, I like this idea yeah like, so this is what probably the American well I guess it's kind of what a session IPA should be but like American session IPAs and then the Americans are the ones who turn the, the session IPA it's kind of like 5%. Like, I'm not sure 5% counts as session strength. Like, 2.8? Does, yeah. does when you receive a judge like me. <laughs> uh, or an alcoholic, whichever one you want to term. Mm. Um, so, uh, we obviously know this beer. We do. Um, we've had it a number of times. And you can tell by the fact we've had it a number of times that we're already in the score pretty well, because it's yeah. definitely one we go back to and, mm. and drink again. And I think I go back to it for a particular reason, is sometimes when I get in from work and it's like, so what happened last night, I didn't get in from work last night until about, it was about half past ten. Yeah. It was too early to go to bed, it was too late to have a beer. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like, I was in this place where you don't I don't want really something. want to have a beer now, and I, I did, I really wanted a beer because I'd had a tough day, but I didn't want to have something heavy, so I thought, oh, that's in there, we've got that tomorrow. And cracked open, and I really enjoyed it. Like I really enjoyed it. It didn't affect me in any way, um, and but I had a nice it, taste of it. It's very drinkable, isn't it? Like it's not hard work at all. 
And if I have any criticism of it, it's a little thin. It's always going to be a little thin. It's, what is it, 3%? 2.8. 2.8%. Yeah. Like, you're going to struggle to get that body yeah. and that presence there. But the hops, I think, are fantastic in it. I think they've really gone for something that will work with that lower alcohol. Um, I, I think, oddly enough, I actually agree. They, mm. They've done a, there's loads of good hop flavour. Actually, they say low bitterness, but I think there's, there's just enough yeah. to not, for it not to be lacking. And I do, do object to ones that aren't bitter enough sometimes. Um, I think... I think it's got a lovely pithiness to it. I think to say that it's mm. no bitterness in it is... is it, it's more underselling it. Yeah. Because it does have a good Tart. bitterness to it. It's a, it's a really good kind of drying... Pithy, yeah. So kind of like, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of hops, but it's it's less in the bittering, more in like the dry hops though, and the the late hops. So you have got lots of flavour, a bit of zing. Now I have a problem with scoring this though. Okay, why is that? Because if I'm scoring it as a beer, like yeah. as a beer along with everything else, yeah, it's probably not that. It's not that amazing. No, but I, like I, if this was a five percent beer. Oh yeah. You kind well, of you get the, you get a take. It's, like, it's good. It's yeah, good. but you get to take the thing into con the alcohol into context. Yeah, but, like but, when you when you score like a ten percent beer, this feels great. Like you you take into account, yeah, but it is ten mm. percent. I can't drink more than yeah, yeah. that many of them. But like <laughs> the fact that it is a low alcohol option, yeah, like I love. Like I wish, miss, I wish, I wish this is, maybe there is lots. Of <laughs> but I wish more breweries would go out on a limb yeah. and try some of these lower alcohol ones because, like, Nanny State is a perfect example. I know you're not a fan of Nanny State, but I really like it as a yeah. beer. Like 0.8%, it's got a great bitterness. It's kind of a it's a it's a, a wink at the old mild kind of um, uh, you know way a mild would be done with, with a lot of hops. So so it's yeah. that whole kind of interesting mashup. But if I scored it along with a beer that is like four or five percent, yeah. I wouldn't score it so high. But if you gave me that and said this is a low alcohol, yeah. that's really good. So I, I don't know where to score it. Whether I score it knowing that it's a low alcohol and thinking that's worth a couple of points, or whether I ignore that and score it as a beer. I, 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 I absolutely think you, you take the, the alcohol into account. Like, for me, definitely. Cause, so for me, this is like a hair's breadth. Oh, it's a tough one to call, but for me, not I lose out on my favourite low-strength low beer to Buxton's Jacob's Ladder. But it's a hair's breadth between them. They're both two awesome. Jacob's Ladder is two point seven. Okay. Um, so both great, and for me, both of them that like that's a great percentage because yeah. that's kind of a percentage that I can go somewhere and I can have it and I can drive afterwards and I've had less than a unit of alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a. And trust me, Roland needs to have less than a unit <laughs> yes, of alcohol when true. he drives. If you see his car, it has many scratches on it, yeah. M- many war wounds. I wish I could deny it. Yes. Um, yeah, but Tell the people at home, Roland, uh, how your first day after you passed your test went. wasn't the first day after I passed my test. It was very soon after I passed my test, yeah. Right oh, I'm sorry, was it two or three? I, I did wait a couple of days before I wrote off the car. Yeah, mm. Roland's driving special. Um, Thanks so, for that. So, anyway, after the public information. Okay, there's only one person <laughs> listening, it's fine. And we know who you are. Uh, we're inside your house <laughs> looking in your window. Um, <laughs> um, now, it's... Like, I think I'm ready to go with the score, yeah. actually. So, um, I think, I love Siren. I think this is a fantastic beer from them. I think it's one of their best. Um, yeah. Just be purely because of that low alcohol thing. It, it, is, it is great to be able to drink with normal people if you have to drive. Or, when you are very, very drunk, 
um, to try not to be any more drunk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, it's a good way of slowing down your session a little bit. Um, I, I love the taste of it. I think it's really good. Uh, I'm going to go eight and a half. Yeah. I'm, I'm solid beer. I agree. I think they do a really good job with the hops and that flavour. But more importantly, for 2.8%, that you get enough body and the rest of it to balance it. And that's really tricky. Like Getting those low percentages to be able to have enough there that you can throw that much hops at it yeah. and it not just takes like hops boiled in water. Yeah, yeah, you would, that's, that's clever stuff. So um, I like it. I've drunk it before. That kind of gives it, for me, um, I'm going to push it up to a nine, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm really impressed by that percentage. And maybe a bit of the home brewing... It comes in there, you realise how tricky that it is to try and make something this good at this percentage. Well, you know, it's, it's, tri- you know it's tricky because other people have tried it and failed quite yeah. miserably. So um, That's true as well. Um, and while we've been talking, I've actually drunk up already. So, um, mm. yeah, I guess all that's left to do well, is to... Uh, oh, no, I've oh. got a quick, a quick shout-out before we end the end, which is... Oh, so this Saturday, um, for anybody in the Worcester area, I'm going to go to a, a hop farm. and They've got... Um, it's Stocks Farm, just outside Worcester, having an open day. Um, so... That should be interesting. Chance to actually see hot picking and all that stuff going on. So, anyone around? I'll be in Tenerife. Uh, anyone in Tenerife? Go find Steve. I'll be drinking the San Miguel probably and uh, yeah, getting some Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, can yeah. we shut up now? We can.